Bwana asifiwe. Our theme for the year, the whole year has been a new beginning for the woman of God. A new beginning in prayer. A new beginning in forgiveness. A new beginning in our witness of Jesus Christ. A new beginning in our parenting. A new beginning in being mothers. A new beginning in patience, in holiness, in love. A new beginning. And we have a verse that goes with this. And this verse comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 43 and verse 19. And this verse says, Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Amen. God bless you. You may take your seats. Ladies, shop Mrs. Edda Adoyo. Please give her a round of applause as she comes. And as she comes, we want to appreciate her. We want to tell you, Mom, that we love you and we appreciate you. Thank you for coming. We know that the bishop these days eats healthy, and we want to be part of that. So God bless you as you take this to share with him. Praise the name of Jesus. It's a great joy for me to be here. I want to thank you, Pastor Ken and your team, and also Sister Joy and the Women Ministry Leadership for inviting me to come and share with us this wonderful Sunday, the day that the Lord has made for us to rejoice and to be glad therein. Our Sister Joy has told us that the theme for the year for the Women Ministry is a new beginning for the women for the woman of God. And because we have men in the house, and because I don't want someone to say, oh, oh, I, I, I almost didn't come. I wish I went to that other church because then they, it would have been a more wholesome service. I want you to know that the word of God is there for you gentlemen. And don't dismiss me or dismiss the women ministries before you hear what there is. It might just rescue your family and your home by your being here. And so the topic of address is simply a new beginning. A new beginning. Every last one of us are saying, Lord, we are starting afresh. Things may not have gone the way we thought. Things got out of control somewhere, somehow. But this Sunday morning, we are having a new beginning. To help us to do that, please stand with me to the book of Ruth, chapter number one, I would wish to read verse six and some other verses that will follow. I trust that you have your Bible and that you're looking at just that very Bible. The book of Ruth, chapter number one, I would wish to read from verse six. If you don't know where to find Ruth, just say Joshua judges who? Joshua judges Ruth. So find it after Joshua and after judges and you're there. And if you're there, please say hallelujah. hallelujah. And if you're not there, say hold on, missus. Yeah, there's somebody saying hold on. Praise the name of the Lord. A new beginning. A new beginning. I am reading verse 6 of Ruth chapter 1. The word of God says, Then she, and she is Naomi, 
arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. This lady, the name Naomi, decided to arise. She decided to have a new beginning. She decided to change gear and to move in a different direction. She decided to relocate. She decided to move to another place. This morning we are saying a new beginning for us. And just in case you're there and you do not know who was Naomi and where was she relocating to and from, the thing is, this was a woman born and reared in Israel and got married in Israel in a town, better still, a town by the name Bethlehem. And the name Bethlehem means the house of bread. She lived there for years. But one time, a famine struck in that country and in that town. Together with her husband and their three sons decided we better move out of here. Much as it is a house of bread, there is no bread here. We better move to another country, another region. And they moved to Moab. And Moab was far from being a godly nation. But you know what? When people want bread, they do all kinds of things. Isn't it, Kenyans? When people want that bribe, when people want to gain from that deal, they put down the cross and they do what? They'll say, we'll pick it after we've struck the deal. Such was this family. They decided to go to Moab and live there. And for the years that they were in Moab, yes, some good things happened. But a lot of tragedies befell this family. Some good things were like the two boys got wives. And got wives of those people of the Moabite, from Moab. But within no time, the father or the husband to this lady Naomi died. Sooner than that, the firstborn son died. Next, the secondborn boy died. The women were left Widows, young widows, old widows. Do I have widows in the house? Do, ha do I have young widows in the house? Do I have older women? Yes, such was the case for this lady. And by the time verse 6 is being read is that they have come to Moab, the man has died, the sons have died, and this woman now is left without any man in her life, without support. And she feels with this kind of tragedy, if I do not do something about my life, it could be me next on the list. Isn't that what happens? I have counseled people, have said, Mrs. Adoyo, you know what? Every May, I must lose a loved one. Since the year, and they go back. And you start making a pattern. And this lady realized, no, 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 no. I have been here and all I've seen is misery, tragedies, calamities, and the lot. Much as I came for bread, the word of God said she had. She had that in Bethlehem there was bread. And she needed to move. People of God, men and women, seated here. Time has to come in your life when you must arise. The word says in verse 6 there, it says, now she arose. 
You see, nobody is getting a bulldozer to move you from your situation. You've got to decide yourself and say, I must arise. I must arise. The prodigal son, given in Luke chapter 15, reached such rock bottom that he had to say, uh, the word of God says, he came to his senses and he arose. People in the service this morning, the word of God is saying, you've got to get that to that level where you tell yourself that I'm going to arise. A new beginning, a change of gear must take place in my life. And we see Ruth saying, I, Naomi saying, I will arise together with my daughters and return to my country, the country where I go. Because why? Why am I returning? Why am I going? She says, I heard. I heard what? That the Lord is, has visited that town. Has visited Bethlehem. Listen to this. Do you know that the Lord is visiting this place? Even as you sit there, the Lord is visiting this place. And it's up to you to say, I must arise and be part of what God is doing. In fact, the whole of Kenya, the Lord is doing something. Forget about the hula baloo, about the noise that the devil likes to make. You touch and talk and see people's lives and God is working in families. God is working in lives. God is in working in people. And it's time for you. If you're out there and you have not met Christ, and so you don't know this, what God, you're just saying, oh, this Kenya, oh, the roads, oh, the, uh, the president, oh, this, you are seeing the negative. This morning, this afternoon, the Lord is saying there are good things, great things, blessings that he has in place. And Naomi heard, and she said, the, the word says, the Lord had visited Bethlehem. And therefore she wanted to go and be part of what God was doing. How had he visited? He had visited and provided them with bread. That's what verse 6 says. And it's for you, therefore, as a woman, to say there is something happening amongst those women. Just as they stood alone, the standing alone is intimidating to say, what? I'm a fish out of water. I think I better get up. I better wake up. And as a woman, if you, this has not impacted you, let the life of Ruth impact you. Let the life of Naomi impact you. This woman said, I must move. Let's see verse 14, what she says then. She's on her way with her daughters-in-law. And the word of God says, then, verse 14, then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. So the journey is on. And the mother and the, ma the, ma the mother-in-law and the daughters-in-law are walking. But she gets to a place and she realizes, no, 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 no. I don't want to go with these two girls. I don't want to go to a place I don't know what the state and the situation. I want you girls to go back to your people. I want you to go back to what you know. Don't follow me. And one of them says, yeah, in fact, this family has so many problems. It has had so many tragedies. I think I better go back to my people. Listen to this. Why a new beginning? Why should you have a new beginning? The first reason why you must have a new beginning is you become more positive in having a new beginning you are saying i am adopting a positive attitude to life i'm not going to confess the problems 
I'm not going to see the difficulties and I'm not even going back. You realize what is positive. The word of God says, Ruth clung to Naomi. She realized as a daughter-in-law, she said, I must not leave this woman. Listen to this. Every last one of us here in attendance of this service, that there is somebody that you need to cite, an older person that is godly, that you need to cite and you cling to them. Let it be in the women's ministry. Let it be in the men's fellowship. Let it be wherever. But get someone in this communion of saints that is going to impact your life. This woman, the daughter-in-law, Ruth, realized there was something about this mother-in-law. God had removed the men folk out of her. But Ruth realized in this older woman, there is something. I speak to young women who are saying those are gone cases. Those are people who are frustrated. I used to teach at Moy Forces Academy across over there years back. And I belonged to a women ministry just like this one at, up at Valley Road. And one time I, I asked one of my colleagues and I said, come with me to this meeting. She turned straight in my face and she told me that group of frustrated women, I have no time for them. Can you imagine? There is a lady here who is thinking, uh, those are frustrated. Those are useless. Those are idlers. We've already been told we are not idlers. And this woman, Ruth, saw something in Naomi. And she clung. I want to beg you women. And say, see something that is happening at NPC Buruburu. In the women ministry. And enlist yourself and say, boss or no boss. Job or no job, I am asking Jehovah to open every third Saturday for me in place here. Because there is a transformation. This woman you see here, me, Mrs. Adoy, I have learned and been shaped because of women ministries. I believe with all of my heart that if I had never attended women ministries, I would not be what I am in the Lord now. This has worked on me. It started way back in 1989 and I was among the first people to join it. And I learned something. I have been transformed and changed by virtue of being together with other women of God. The word of God says, iron sharpens iron. Why be a new beginning? Why have a new beginning? Number one, I've said because it makes you more positive in your speech, in your language, in your talking. There's something that changes when you get when you start a new beginning. Secondly, the life of Naomi together with Ruth teaches us the importance of a new beginning. What does it do or how does it do? The second point, it helps you to identify the fake from the genuine relationships. Did you hear me? It helps you to identify the fake and the genuine relationships. Naomi was able to see Orpah's mind and heart was not with her. She wanted to go back. But Ruth clung. Listen to me. We all have friends. And some friends are there for what you have. For the job you have. For what you do for them. For what you can. Wait till you don't have those things and see if they will be your friends. It helps you. A new beginning. Certainly women ministries will help you to identify the fake friends from the genuine friendships. Identifying relationships. Finding out which one is mine. 
Yes, the word of God will help you even as you brush shoulders with other women to find, and I'm speaking the same for the men's fellowship. There is a fellowship, isn't it? That you come out and identify yourself with the people of God as you see what God has Ruth clung to the mother-in-law. And the mother-in-law begged her and said, no, you go. And she said, I will not go. And verse 15, let's read on. It says, and she said, verse 15 of chapter 1. And she said, look, your sister-in-law Orpah has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. Verse 16, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. But Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. And your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also. If anything but death parts you and me. When she saw that she was determined, that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. You identify true relationships. Ruth was able to see that she had something to gain from her mother-in-law, Naomi. And Naomi realized that there was something about Ruth that she needed. The relationship was mutual. Now I speak to you with mothers-in-law. I speak to you who are mothers-in-law yourself. And it's like daughter-in-law, you have no time for your mother-in-law. An example is here of a foreigner who had every reason not to go along with her mother-in-law. But she chose to go because she knew a new beginning had to come to her life. Listen to this. If you are to make progress, if you are to make a new beginning useful, you must never go back. You must never go back. Maybe you come from a church. Maybe you've been attending a church that has this and that and that confusion. And you're wondering, should I go back? Will I grow as much? The word is for you this morning. If you are to make a new beginning, you must never go back. Orpa, you can never get that name Orpa again from the time we were told she went back to her gods. Not to her God, Jehovah, her gods. Never go backwards. If you are to see a new beginning and its fruition. This woman decided that she was going to cling. And I want to say this, that maybe you have, you've had many challenges and you're wondering, what should I do? You have had many difficulties. What the answer is, a new beginning. Do and undertake and carry out a new beginning. Listen to this. The relationship of Ruth and Naomi is likened to a verse that someone quoted here from Titus chapter 2 and verse 4. The word of God says, Older women admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, to be chaste, to be homemakers, to be good and obedient to their own husbands. Listen. As a town, as a city, even as a region of Eastlands, we have many young people, young women, who are looking straight in their husbands' eyes and talking to them like they are talking to who? And the word of God is saying, it's saying here that they should be obedient to their own husbands. And you tell me you will not come to women ministries? That's where it is at. 
That's where the older women tell young girls and say, no, you don't do it that way. If you see his temper is going up, you go down. You can never compete and get to an amicable solution. Listen, people of God, there is a solution for us as we decide we are going to make a new beginning. The third reason why you need to have a new beginning, the first one is that you become positive in your speech, in your talk, in your language, in your many things. You also, number two, you identify the fake and the genuine relationships. Number three, you, be, you become part of what God is doing. You become part of what God is doing. There's this gentleman, the last time we were in America, in, uh, it was April, and we attended a church and the speaker in that church was this man, uh, this brother called Tommy Ten. I think his name is Tommy Tenney or Tommy Tony. Yeah. And he's, he's a writer of many books, but one of them is God Chasers. Maybe you've seen that. And this man said, you need to align yourself with where God is acting, where God is working, where, God, where you can see the hand of God moving. Don't just stand there. You can see there's action there and you're standing here. Oh, me, I'm there. I must remain here. And you can see things are happening. You can see blessings are taking place. Listen, the third reason why we need to change is so as to become part of what God is doing. And this gentleman, Tommy Tony, said this. He said he was going to go, I think in the month of May, he was going to go to Nigeria, Africa, simply because of this. He, has real, he had realized that God was working in the continent of Africa, yes, but much more in Nigeria, according to his assessment. And that he had decided to take an offering to the church in Nigeria. Why? Because he wanted to identify himself. He's a great man, a great preacher, and a writer of books. That Tommy Tommy. Tommy Tenney. And he wrote this he has written so many books, but he wanted to identify with what God is doing. Listen, people, God is doing something right here. And I'm not here to campaign for Sitam. I am here to declare the word of God. Go where God is working. Move and go where God is working. And if God is working to change your life, why not? Why not? Because Naomi could have just said, my misery, my lot, I'm guarding the graves of my people in Moab. She could have done that. But she realized, no, no, no. I still have life and I must relocate and go back to the house of bread. Because all that she had seen and had and experienced was problem, problem, disaster after disaster. And she decided to move. And Ruth saw that and she said, I must go with her. I must, she had another better reason for her to stay back. Because her mother, her parents, her cousins, her everything were behind them. Why go to where you don't know? But a prophetic word dropped from her lips from nowhere. The spirit of God must have been in that heart. And she said, wherever you go, I will go. Where you will be buried, I will be buried. And best of all, your God. She discovered not the gods of Orpah. Not the gods that Orpah went back to. But she said, your God shall be my God. Listen to this. Let the God that we worship, the one and true Jehovah, be your God. Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, he said, come. Come unto me, 
All ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This morning, Jesus, the Lamb of God calls you again, and he says, come, relocate, get to a new change, get to something different, and I will show you what I have packaged within you. Every last one of us, there's a package inside of us. And we walk with it. And when we identify with the people that fear God, it comes out beautiful. It comes out unmatched. Ruth realized. And she said, I will go with you. Wherever you'll go, I will go. And sure enough, God looked at Ruth with a lot of favor. Listen to this. When they arrived, and you find this in chapter 2, because I'm going to go different verses. In chapter 2, when they arrived, Ruth could have just said, I am Amgeni. I am a foreigner. I don't know how they do. I'll just sit around here and they will wait on me. The word of God says that woman, Ruth, there's something about Ruth that I wish every woman would put in their spirit. That woman arrived and she said, Mother, you are sitting here and I'm going to look for the food that we will eat. The word of God, in fact, says better still. It says, when they arrived in Bethlehem, it was harvest time. People, this morning, within the hearing of my voice, I want you to know that the harvest is in the air. Harvest is in the air for your life. And it's until you accept that I am changing, I, am, I want to have a new beginning, that you will realize that harvest. These people, without calculation, without plan, arrived. And the word of God says, they found it was harvest time. It was time to harvest. And so much so as they arrived, there was such an excitement. I think I'm running out of time, so I'm confusing my points. But I must put those points in your spirit, every last one of you. That because of their coming, Ruth and her mother-in-law, Naomi, when they arrived, the word of God says there was an excitement. In chapter 1, verse 19, there was an excitement of people. You know when you come, Buruburu, you will find an excitement. Because it is not faked. It is not put on. There is what God is doing in this place. I speak as a bishop's wife. I know what God is doing in every assembly. And I'm not here to impress you at all. I am here to excite everyone that Allah awake. Awake and get onto this band that is moving. And see what God can do in your life. The word of God says when these women, these two women, Naomi and her daughter-in-law Ruth arrived, the, the whole city was excited to see them. And with that excitement, they started calling her, yes, Naomi. And Naomi, remembering her misery, was apologetic, don't call me Naomi. Don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. I've suffered so much, I cannot be pleasant anymore. I am bitter anymore now. And the women kept quiet. And the other thing is, as they saw the harvest, everything was happening at that time. And people, everything is happening in this place. It's for you in your spirit to say, Lord, attach me to a Ruth here. Attach me to a Naomi. Attach me to do something in this assembly. Because I want, you to I want that blessing that is coming to be found on me. Let me say something to women. Married women. Widowed women. Not so much single women. Let me say this. Those of you who go around with your husband and you get to up country where your parents are, 
orongate rongai or thika or wherever it may be. And you arrive and lift up your leg, put it on top and wait to be waited on. Now listen, the women of NPC Buruburu, we are saying we are not going to be doing that. Can I hear an amen? Women, to wait to be attended to by your mother-in-law. The woman who brought your husband. Into all the details. But what we know is when, while there, she met a man. While looking for food for her mother-in-law, she met a man. God is looking for deep relationships. God is looking for women that will come in and not start saying, And you are married in there. Like I was telling the earlier service, every married woman went to this man with eyes doing what? Open. Nobody blindfolded you and ditched you to a man and he became your husband. <laughs> and now you're married there five years down the line. How what when? Ten years down the line. How what when? Listen to this woman. She, has, she challenges me. She says, your people will be my people. And when she arrives there, these women come out and you'll see what they will say about her within no time. Anyway, she makes a friendship. She finds this man, Boaz. And Boaz tells her now, I hear you, are, you came back with Naomi, but you'll be getting your food from here. You can be searching for it. In fact, Boaz told Ruth, she said, work with these women. Work with my workers, my women workers. The, this woman joined herself to these women. I am asking you, are you, since we came here in November, since we started the services here in December, how, how much have you got into NPC Buruburu? Are you the kind of man, the kind of woman that comes at, you know, when it is just five minutes into the worship and you sit there and while the grace is being said, where are you? You're gone. We are saying there is something God is doing here. And he has a package for every last one of us within the hearing of this voice. And it's up to you to say, yes, I want to be a part of this. Not just the women ministry, but the entire church. I want to be actively involved. God is looking for people who will cling. God is looking for people who will stick in their difficult circumstance, they will stick. They are not backing off and say, hey, this one is too much. This family, there are too many tragedies. I'm quitting. NPC Buruburu is not providing for me. I'm quitting. God doesn't deal with quitters. And like I said, never turn back if you are to make progress, if you are to have a new beginning. And Ruth stuck. And Boaz gave her the, the women to work with. And within no time, I believe many of us would know the story. There was a wedding for this woman. There was a wedding. And let me tell you the results, the advantages of having a new beginning. This woman apparently was losing out by leaving her people. It's like she was losing everything. It was like she was giving up her culture, tradition, and everything about her. 
But you know what? That is when she was getting the eternal culture. The eternal tradition. Jesus asked the people of his time, he said, why do you promote the tradition of your fathers? Many of us are here to promote the tradition of our fathers. When it comes to the tradition of God, the culture of God, we retreat. We don't want to be part. But when it comes to the tradition of Louis, we are there. The tradition of Titus, we are there. Listen, this woman is a challenge to all of us. She said, your people shall be my people. What, where you die, I will die. Your God shall be my God. Within no time, Boaz and Ruth got married. And the word of God says, God put a conception in Ruth's stomach. Put a pregnancy in her stomach. Yes, there was the husband. But God opened that stomach and brought a baby into Ruth. Listen to this. Do I have a widow in the house? Do I have a widow in the house who's given up about life? Already a testimony has gone forth. There is so much that God wants to use your life for. Here in NPC Buruburu, there is a lot that God wants to do with you, dear widow. Don't sit back and feel I'm lost. I'm neglected. Nobody knows about me. Nobody understands that we didn't even have a, a, a meal the, the whole of last week or something. You are thinking all about yourself. Time you rose up. Time you said a new beginning by being involved in what God is doing in Buruburu. Yes, Ruth gained a husband. Do I have a single in the house? Do I have people who are singles? Men who have not gotten wives and ladies who have not got husbands. This is an advantage. The advantages of Ruth's new beginning. First of all, number one, let me say this first. She got a genuine relationship of a mother who was initially a mother-in-law but became a mother to her. You know, when you get a new change, when you make a new beginning, then you will get proper relationships in your family. Not so much in the church family, in your family. She got a genuine mother-in-law. Secondly, the advantage of a new beginning, she got a husband. And I am already said that, are you there? You can as well say he got a wife. Because of being involved, because of having a new beginning, you can have, she got a husband. Thirdly, the third advantage of a new beginning, of Ruth's new beginning, is she got a son. Let me say this. Women and men, couples seated here, years have ticked by since you got married. And there is no baby coming. And people have said, what use are you? You have come into this family and brought nothing. For a woman who does not bear children is equal to nothing. And you are there, you are saying, that's me. You are saying, that's me. I have good news this afternoon. There is an Obed on the way coming. There is a couple that has struggled. There is a woman that had sleepless nights last night. Because of the agony of having no baby having a miscarriage, having a loss of a child, and you're saying, God has forgotten about me. Let me tell you, as you make this new change, God is promising and is saying that an Obed is going to be born. Ruth delivered a baby 
to Naomi via Boaz as her husband and an Obed was born. Another point, another advantage is when you, because of the new beginning, because of the new change, you are going to increase your fame. You are going to increase your fame. You are going to be famous, in other words, because of what God is doing right in this place. You see, like that gentleman, Tommy Tenney, he said he was living all the way in America at his own expense to go to Nigeria to participate in what God is doing by planting a seed in there so that his ministry and whatever he was doing would prosper the way it was prospering. And it's the same principle that when you see what God is doing, when you see the, where God is taking a ministry, you want to be part of it. And I am not here, like I said earlier, to boast. I am here to declare what God is doing in the lives of people that are in NPC Buruburu. And that God is saying, become part of this. Enlist yourself with this. But how can you enlist when you have not known Christ? When you have not known Jesus, the one who is the key person in this. What is another advantage that came to this woman? She became a great grandmother, an ancestor, a great-grandmother to David, and an ancestor of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is fame. That is fame. A new beginning. This woman, Ruth, saw something. And I want every last one of you, wherever you are, to see something here. I don't know what next year will be like. I don't know what 2008 will be like. But I do know there is something here. And you need to align yourself into every ministry that is called upon. Women ministry being one of them and the others that are bound to follow. See what happened then in Ruth chapter 4. Uh, just as I finish. When this woman Ruth got her baby Obed, the women came and read with me and you will see what, he, what was said in this verse 15 of Ruth chapter 4. It says this, the women talking, the women who had told Naomi, and Naomi had told them, leave me alone. Don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. These women now have come, and they are saying, verse 14, let's start from verse 14. Then the women said to Naomi, blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without a near kinsman. And may his name be famous in Israel. And may he be to you a restorer of life, a nourisher of your old age, for your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is better to you than how many sons? Seven sons has born him. Verse 16, then Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became a nurse to him. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lord's blessing is in this place. The Lord's blessing is on this ministry. The Lord is saying, align yourself with the, wherever you are. It doesn't matter what failure has come your way. It doesn't matter what atrocities you have performed yourself in the life that you have lived. This morning, the word of God is saying there is a new beginning. And the greatest beginning, the greatest new is for you to come to Christ. And you do not, that you do not know him 
as your personal savior. That's the greatest beginning. And come to Jesus, the giver of life. The one who said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And he's saying, come to me. Come to me and I'll give you life. Because he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, he says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a what? A new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are what? A new. A new beginning. You are there and you have not invited Christ into your life. Instead, you have been procrastinating. You think, oh, this Christianity can't be real. Oh, it doesn't work. Oh, I don't want to, get, to fail. Oh, I don't think anything in my life can work. A new beginning today. A new beginning for you. And maybe you are saying, if only, if only I could know that it works. Yes, we are testimonies. The Bible says we are letters being read by men. We are women that have seen the change of life. We are men that have seen the transformation that Jesus says. He says, I am the bread of life. And you are saying, will he provide for me as a widow? Will he provide for me as a single? Will he provide for me? Yes, he is saying, I am the bread of life. Jesus in John 10, 10 said, I have come that you might have life. He invites you to come and he comes. He invites you to move to his direction and he moves closer. This morning, the word of God is saying, commit your life to Christ. Give your life to Jesus. And then after that, you can move into the women ministry. You can move into the men's fellowship. You can move into ushering and all and all and all. There is something. The blessing of God is here. The power of God is here. The transformation of your family is here. In this place, not in another church, I cannot speak for another church, but I have a witness in my spirit that there is something happening in this place. And it's for you. Whether you are new or not, the Lord brought you that you may hear this so that you may align yourself with where God is acting. That man, Tommy Tenney, left America to come to Nigeria because he wanted to identify align himself with what God is working. And as far as Nairobi, Kenya is concerned, something is happening in NPC Buruburu. And you don't want to be left behind because you are still on the fence. The word is loud and clear and is saying a new beginning. Please join me in prayer. Let's bow before Jehovah, the great God, the mighty God, the, uh, the unmatched God. And I want to challenge every last one of us who are seated in this auditorium, that it is of paramount importance that you buy your ticket to heaven, that you have Jesus Christ into your life to help you in this new change, in this new beginning. You want to start afresh. Your life has been a mess, but you're saying, I don't know how I got myself in this service, but I need Jesus desperately. I am coming to him. The songwriter said, Lord, I'm coming home. Lord, I'm coming home. The prodigal son said, I will go to my father. I will go home. And you're saying, I want to come home, Mrs. Adoyo. I have no idea what it means, but I want to come home. Are you there? And you're saying, my things have been falling apart. I want Jesus to help me. I want you to raise your right hand up. Without shame, without coercing, you know yourself, you know you're not born again, you're not saved, you're not forgiven. The word of God says, in uh, 
Acts chapter 17 and verse 30. He says that days of ignorance God overlooked, but now he calls all men and women to repent. We are asking that you repent of your sin and you're saying, I need Jesus. I need Jesus in my life. Please lift your right hand up and say, ah, it's me. I need Christ in my life. And I would ask that people don't move because it's not 100% necessary. We are here five less than five minutes to go. You are there, my brother. And you are there, my sister. And you know you have never invited Jesus in your life. I remember another time we were talking to another lady. And we thought she had backslid and she said, I have never received Jesus. I have never. You have never received Jesus. Or you are in a backslidden state. I want to thank that hand that is up. But I know there are more hands. There are more people in this auditorium who have not bought their ticket to heaven. And you are there, you are saying, that's me. Mrs. Hatoyo, I want Jesus. Help me to meet this Jesus. I don't know how. Gentlemen, God is speaking to you has been speaking to you, is talking to you, and is saying, you want, I want you. I want your life. I want to bless you as you cling to the right people. Am I talking to somebody? Please keep your hand right up. Keep your hand right up so I can see it and have no doubt about what that is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to thank God. I want to thank God for those hands that are going up. I want to bless the Lord because I know people might be saved. People need Jesus this morning. People need to discover what life is all about. Not a matter of tradition, our tradition. I want to thank God for those hands, but you are there. You are there and you are saying, it's not me. It's not me. Mrs. Adoya, I think I'll do it next week. The word of God says, today is the day of salvation. Not next week, not next Sunday. Thank you for those hands. I praise God for those. But you are there, please, one last time. One last time, please, put your hand up. Because we do not know when Christ will come. We cannot guarantee ourselves to be here next Sunday. And so you need to buy your ticket this morning. You need to buy your ticket. Praise the name of Jesus. I want to thank God for those hands. But lift your hand up if you have not known this salvation. The grace of salvation. The power of the gospel. Jesus Christ said in Matthew 14 and verse 24. He said this gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ must be preached. And that's why we are preaching that salvation may be wrought to men and women. Are you there? Thank you. Thank you for those hands that are going up. We want more hands, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen. We need the Lord's salvation. We need a mighty work in this place. We need salvation to be wrought in the lives of men and women. Praise the name of the Lord. And I'm going to ask pastor to take over from here. But I know that Jesus is here. Can I just ask you to stand on your feet, those of you that have lifted your hands up. We won't ask you to give a testimony by no means, but Ray, rise to your feet and Pastor Ken will tell us what to do. Please rise on your feet. Your hand is up and you're saying, I am not ashamed. I need Jesus. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet and say, I declare, I declare I am no longer staying in the camp of Moab. I'm changing and going to Bethlehem in the name of Jesus. Now before I hand over the microphone, I speak to women. I speak to women and I want to speak to a man whose wife or sister or, or auntie is not here. You can stand on behalf of that person. You are here and you want, you say, it, I'm ashamed. I am embarrassed because I have not, I have not known. I want to become part of these older women. 
to these younger women. I want to join Ruth. I want to join Naomi. You want to join the women ministry of NPC Buruburu. Can you lift your right hand up? I won't ask you to stand because you'll confuse the two groups. You are saying, I want to become part of the women ministry in Buruburu. God helping me, I will be there every third Saturday without faith. God helping me. Can I see hands going up? I want to see hands going up, women. You are committing yourself to the Lord Jesus. And you are saying, count on me, I'll be there. I'll be there every Saturday, third Saturday of the month. And Pastor, you can pray for the two groups in Jesus' name and God. I'll ask those of you that are standing up just to make your way to the front here. All of you that are standing up and that are giving your life to the Lord. All, all of us also rise on our feet as we sing that chorus. Do something new in my life. Counselors, would you want to bring them with us even as we respond to this altar call? Do something new in my life. Something new in my life. Just come. Something new in my life today. Do something new in my life. Yes, something new in my life. Something new in my life today. Just hold it there. I believe there are some people here who need special prayer. You know, when the servant of the Lord was speaking, she touched on certain areas. And you may be there, you are a woman, you have been going through rough time. And you want special prayer. I will ask you, wherever you are seated or standing, just make your way right here. You know what I'm talking about. You need special prayer because of your situation that is urgent and that requires the Lord's intervention. This is special time for you women and we don't want you to be left out. We know some of you have struggles, issues. Some of you have identity problems because of where people have placed you, what people have called you, and what life has dealt you to be. I want you to come right now because we are going to pray a special prayer at this time for you also. Let's sing it one more time as we continue. Do something new in my life. Just come. Wherever you are, whatever you represent, just come to the altar. This is the place to lay it down. Bring it to the altar. Cast it to Jesus. He knows. He has the solution for you. Just leave him to take over that need. Hallelujah. You in my life today. We need to pray now because our time is gone. But I sense in my spirit here, there is a woman who has come forward here. You know you are going to pack your bags and leave that home. And the Lord is telling me to tell you that he is going to do something new in that marriage. Because God is a God of healing. And if you are here, you are a man. And you have never given your life to the Lord. Realize that these women cannot make it by themselves. They are helpmates. But we must set the standards in our homes. And God is looking to you as a man. To raise up a family. To raise up a people that will worship God in your home. 
And so this is also a challenge as men. Let us arise and be seen as those who are priests in our homes. I'm going to invite that we just move a little bit closer. Right? Let's just move over to the altar here. Pastors, would you just want to mingle with these ladies in the women WM leadership? Those of you that are out there who can just come, let's just lay hands on somebody and we want to pray for various ones who are here. Ministers, women here that has just come in. Counselors, we expect you to be here. Just touch somebody. And those of you that are at the back there, why don't you lift up your hand? Let's just pray even for those who are here in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Let's just pray. Let's call on heaven on behalf of families, on behalf of individuals here in the name of Jesus. There may have been bitterness in your life, but today we are praying that God may remove that bitterness. There may have been shame in your life, but God is going to remove that shame today. There may have been misplacement, but you are going to be, mis to be blessed in the Lord today. In the name of Jesus. There's somebody who is seeking for identity, for some kind of solace, some kind of identity. Yes, in the name of Jesus, we connect you to the Lord of Lords. We connect you to Jesus this very time. In the mighty name of Jesus, we remove every shame. We remove every hopelessness. We remove every work of darkness that has caused you to be cut off in your singlehood, in your widowhood right now. We want to command a blessing upon your life that you will increase, that you will arise, that you will shine. And the glory of the Lord shall be upon your life in a new way this day. In the mighty name of Jesus. You may have been cast, you may have been sidelined, you may have been called names, but the Lord is giving you a new identity today in the name of Jesus. The old has passed away, behold, the new is beginning today in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, you have been called barren, you have been called unproductive, you have been called infertile, but the Lord is beginning a new thing in your life today. He's opening that womb, He's releasing a blessing upon you today. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will be called blessed of the Lord. You will be called the glorious one of God. In the name of Jesus, we pronounce the blessing of God. There is that one who has been seeking and been trusting for her husband, oh God. Today we want to pray in the name of Jesus that you may avail, oh God, that you may provide, oh Master. In the name of Jesus, we bless you, King of glory. We lift up your name, oh God. You're breaking every work of darkness. You're destroying every work of the enemy. And today we are arising in the mighty name of Jesus. And we are saying that a new beginning has begun. A new beginning has begun. A new dawn has come in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's give the Lord a mighty clap. Because of a new beginning that has been wrought in the lives of these ones. In the name of Jesus. Those of you that came forward, I would like you to repeat this prayer of confession. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I've been living my own life. But today, I open up my heart. I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. Begin a new thing in my life. Remove the shame of the past. Remove the darkness of the past. And from today, oh God, write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Because I'm a new creation. 
in Jesus name come on let's give the Lord a mighty clap offering and a praise out in this place hallelujah a new beginning a new beginning hallelujah a new beginning a new beginning a new beginning oh powerful a new beginning a new beginning curses are being broken a new beginning hallelujah i'm going to invite you pastor maybe you may just want to direct all those who are at the altar to go on this side as we just uh, take some time we, we need some more help here uh, if you could just go on this side hallelujah if you could just turn on this side fred would you want to lead the way yes collins please yeah just follow that brother and uh, they are going to have more time i know some of you may need somebody to pray more and just to identify with you more just follow this way those of you that have come to the altar as we sing that chorus one more time and as we conclude the service do something new in my life something new in my life something new in my life today do something new in my life lord something new in my life something new in my life today just before we dismiss the service again we want to remind the ladies all of you who sat down and all of you who raised up their hands and have never been part of the women's ministry, we have two desks on my right here and two desks on the left here in uh, white and purple. Just go there. There are people who will be able to help you register and fill in a form and they will let you know what next from there. And then also there are those of you who are first-time visitors. This is your first time here at NPC Buruburu. We want to have a cup of chai with you. And so I'm going to invite you to exit through this center aisle here. And right at the back there, we have a room where we just want to get to know you and you to get to know us. And so all the first-time visitors just move in that direction. And then last but not least, we have forms that are available for as many of you who want to join in and be part of the Vocational Bible School. I just registered there, as I mentioned, we have different roles that can be played by various ones. And we need you. We need you by today to register. And so at the end of the service, just see our registration desk, which is right there at the back. And the Lord will bless you. Why don't you turn to somebody now as we say, now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Greet somebody. And the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. The Lord bless you. Something new is happening. Amen.